Hi and welcome to Squaring the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Award-winning filmmaker, Chris Wade. Welcome to Squaring the Circle. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, very good. I'd use that term very loosely. Uh, <laughs> I haven't got any trophies sitting in the cabinet just yet. A couple of well, not just yet. Maybe next time we chat, you're just going to be surrounded by them, so you won't have posters on the wall. You'll just have, you know, well, posters with your laurels on, or you know, statues, trophies, yeah. that kind of thing. I might just have a green screen behind me and have one giant pixelated Oscar, like in, <laughs> in the background, <laughs> keep it nice and trashy. Well, when remember you get my Oscar, roots. yeah. <laughs> when 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 you get your Oscar, remember the small people like me um, that really gave you your first shot. That's it. Yeah, I can look down on you from my uh, <laughs> my, my box at the O2 when I'm getting free VIP tickets to all the shows. That's fine. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Might not make eye contact, but I remember. No, that's all right. Yeah, as long as you remember. Um, right. So wh- where I'd like to begin, if if we may, is we had a really brief chat online um, and you mentioned that your well, that your filmmaking um, journey started on the creative side rather than the business side and then the business side followed. So do you want to take us back um, however long you want? Um, and uh, yeah, just to where it all started, really. Um, yeah, just, uh, I guess like you've had quite a few videographers on the, the show and, um, you yourself, are a filmmaker as well. So it's yeah, sort of general classic story really picked up the old camera as a kid and made stupid stuff at home. Um, so that's like how it all started and found my love for it. And, um, fast forward a few years and I just started making videos for a nightclub when I was at uni, um, I had a really terrible, like, shitty vhs camera <laughs> that i uh, i basically booked out from the uni because our equipment was terrible um but i sort of made that my thing i worked it into the uh the sort of aesthetic of it like purposefully um use those limitations <laughs> um to my benefit and then that was it really and then the dj who worked at this nightclub was in a band so i ended up making a music video for him um and all my friends were in bands. Um, I'm 32 now, so I, at this time I was I was like 19, 20. So it was quite a while ago now. So um, yeah, just throughout that time, um, it just snowballed really. And yeah, all my mates were in quite good. You know, they're doing well in bands and stuff. So it's sort of just a friend, friend orient or other a, a friend sort of oriented experience really. So. Um, we were all practicing together, I'd say, all honing our crafts. And I was the video department. <laughs> you know? Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Um, um, and so so that was happening for a few years. And when did the commercials, because I think sort of following you on social media, and obviously we, um, we network in the same group as well, what strikes me is that you're doing um, lots of different stuff for different kinds of clients. So has that just come organically as well um, through your music videos or has that been something that you've really focused on and consciously tried to market? Um, yeah, I think the key word you use there is organically, like the whole, the whole process up until what I'm doing now has been organic, really. Um, only in the last couple of years, I'd say two or three years, I've been actively trying to do 
better with things like networking and that's why i'm sort of joined you guys at the creators collective and i started working with other filmmakers and collaborating a bit more and not being such a, a shut away and and you know getting too overwhelmed with my own style and, and thoughts so um yeah i guess like i my sort of target now is um keeping things i don't know how to really explain it keep just keeping things fresh really um keeping things varied and, and not boring and um not pigeonholing myself as much as i used to really um so dog brain is like the sort of creative and weird side, which I sort of came from that music background and lots of weird experiences. I lived in Brighton for a few years and sort of um, played around with all that crazy horror stuff. Um, and then I've always had corporate clients um, through friends of friends or word of mouth. Like I've always done like corporate stuff. Like I, I used to do videos like a double glazing company um, like restorations of windows and stuff but I never marketed it ever um because I wasn't that business minded I was like oh you know that work will come through those people and word of mouth will travel and that's that and it's not until sort of people start saying oh it's recommended to you by x or y um have you got any sort of corporate show reels or anything and I'll just send them like my my like dog brain <laughs> like, <laughs> show reel of like people like snotty like dripping snot dripping on the camera <laughs> and, like screaming and I don't know doing weird stuff um and I was like I've got to do something about this because it's not really um yeah crossing over that well so um yeah just that's that's how it how it is now I've, I've split the business down the middle I guess and 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 how difficult has that been? Because this, they, they are so different. Um, and when, when a lot of people start with, with business, they're often told, well, you should niche into something really specific and because essentially because it's easier to market and you know where your customers are. Now, I know that dog brain videos are more the creative side. So it's maybe it's slightly different. But do you find yourself being split in two a bit because if you're giving so much time to the creative side the creative dog brain projects potentially you're tight you're taking the eye off the ball your eye off the ball for the commercial stuff and, and the stuff that potentially can you know pay the bills so how do you juggle that so it's actually quite weird so i guess when I was doing dog brain, it, it did start from, you know, in a bedroom essentially. And I, you know, grew up, grew and grew, um, just meeting new people and having new experiences. So, but there was also a little niche in there, you know, I've always been a little bit of a, a businessman, like sort of trying to put a label on things and steer things in the right direction. Um, or not businessman, like entrepreneur, I guess. Um, I've always had that in the back of my mind. So the original plan was to, target all the student bands in Brighton because that's where I live for dog brain and um you know that they were my demographic and then I soon realized two years later that student bands don't have any money <laughs> and um you're I was sort of limited to what I could do like shooting a video in someone's house or whatever that's as far as it went so um I had to sort of I had to sort of admit to myself that it wasn't sust sustainable so 
actually splitting into two things is that only improved everything i haven't found it difficult um at all the only annoying thing about it is you've got to pay for two websites <laughs> which yeah. is annoying yeah, yeah, yeah. two different brands two different websites um and and do all that so um it's only you know it i've it's really taken off since i have split it and yeah you are right like taking the eye off one thing does sort of leave the other one in the dark a little bit but somehow it works i i don't especially sort of on a personal level like psychologically splitting those two things up actually has been the best thing i ever did um so i'm not consumed by one um you know like pigeonholed thing so the dog brain thing was targeting student and local bands in brighton maybe the surrounding areas um but it would be based around little b movie and sci-fi elements if you like that stuff great come to me you can make something cool hmm. um but yeah and then the the other side of it is clean corporate stuff <laughs> like um yeah weddings done a lot of stuff for the council um so yeah one minute i could be up a ladder filming directly into a strobe light <laughs> filming like someone go mental then the next day i'm having a meeting in like folkestone head council office talking about I don't know, like what shade of grey they want the font. So <laughs> if I if I split the two things up, it's it it it's only improved my life really. Do you find that difficult? So for instance, just say, and I I know you're you're taking it to the extreme, but just say you're Wednesday, you were shooting a, a, a very small budget horror, and then the next day you're doing corporate. So in terms of your mindset, in terms of the creativity, totally different. Do you find that we, we we spoke about splitting it, dog brain and, and your corporate stuff? We 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 talked about that in terms of splitting it for the marketing. Um, but what about the creativity side? How do you find that difficult? Um, splitting that. Um, again, it's it's like a refreshing thing because basically, okay. if if I, I I love the balance so. I get too overwhelmed if I'm doing too much creative stuff with dog brain and that, like, especially when I'm producing everything myself and you're trying to arrange things and trying to get everything together that can, that I started off on hard mode, I think is the best way to describe it. Like I started off on um, hurt me plenty mode on doom. That's, that's the, <laughs> that was the sort of the start. So everything that I do outside of that is almost easy mode. So if I'm, if I'm doing something that's creatively taxing, um, it's nice to dip into something that's a bit more pure. Like, like if you go on the websites, dog brain's very dark and colorful and messy and all over the place. Then if you go on the Kent video company website, it's very clean and simple. So it's almost like a palette cleanser. Um, and then I'll get bored of that and then crave, the crazy stuff so yeah it's um it's, it's still a journey i'm still working it you know out the kinks seeing if that is a viable way maybe in five years or <laughs> maybe even five months i'm gonna be a bit sort of uh overwhelmed but i've been doing it for three years now and it's 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 going well it keeps me and, sane and in that um in that three years have you have you reached any kind of burnout um Funnily enough, the burnout was all before. It was definitely all before having all my eggs in that basket of dog brain. Um, and yeah, it, it led to a place where I was just confused about what I was doing and it just 
I was basically overworking and underpaying myself. And um, it's a great combination. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. It'd be great. On a, need to get a t-shirt with that on. Actually, maybe we can start some creative collective merch. Ah. Have that. On. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've definitely. I went away to Rome recently with my partner and we had a really nice time and it's not until I stop and do something like that I'm like oh this is actually nice to just stop for a little bit so um, there's definitely times I get yeah a bit stressed but I know how to avoid the burnout now I think I've been doing it for a while um, I know the signs that it's it's coming so I'll jump into one of the other companies if I if I start feeling that or do something different so that's so that's fascinating so even though you're making you're still making films just the refresh by jumping over to either dog brain or jumping over to the kent wedding um um kent Kent video company sorry um that gives you enough of a refresh does it yeah pretty much going between those two things is good and i've like like i said i've I've actively been trying to shake things up these days so Mm. I've been away to a couple of festivals lately with a company called Video Illusions, who I worked with. That they provided screens for um, a couple of music videos I've done, and uh, they're really nice guys. And they do all the rigging of the LED screens at festivals and um, things like that. So you sort of run the cameras in, um, film the bands, and then it's what the audience see on those giant screens. So that's still camera work and it's not necessarily filmmaking but it's it's so closely related to it that it feels like um it's a nice job that i can do and i've learned a lot doing it learned about running cables and sdi inputs and things like that um so that's like another little flavor that's you know been like quite refreshing recently um and then like weddings are totally different um they've got their own vibe so yeah, I'm doing the same job, but it's it's not the same job, but lots and lots of times, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So hopping to a short film now, the award-winning short film, Worm. Yes. Um, do you want to, well, firstly, I suppose, for the people that haven't seen it, um, do you want to give a, a quick synopsis, a couple of, couple of sentences synopsis, just so people, when they do see it, they know what to expect? Okay, yes, yeah, funny you mentioned it. I think the more things you ask me to mention, I'm like, oh yeah, that's another thing that I'm doing. That's so the, the, the short film has been another outlet in the background. It's been really nice and it's kind of sad that that's not being worked on now. It's just doing the rounds. So Worm is about a guy in his sort of late 50s, overweight loser. Um, sorry, Jeff, you were brilliantly cast for it. I'm not calling you. <laughs> 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 Played by a brilliant Alec, um, actor, um, Jeff Sloan. Um, Worm is about a guy, a sad, pathetic man called Barry Wiggle. He's locked himself in his mum's bathroom because he lives with his mum, obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he has a tapeworm in him. Um, and it's just basically talking to him making him go a bit crazy and um he may or may not have to fight it at the end Um, it's done in like um it's like true evil dead 70s b-movie fashion so it's quite scrappy um and it's it's done in that sort of style and basically the the guy i wrote it with callum sires is a, a good friend of mine of like must be like nearly 20 years now like met at like year seven at secondary school um 
and it's just something we made for fun and it's you know it's not perfect but it's doing much better than we thought it would so it's a yeah good fun and so it's um it's a seven minute short film isn't it but how how long did it take from um you know writing the script so you know um pre-production all the way through to post-production and, and delivery um bloody ages to be honest uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so callum got ill about four or five years ago and when he was ill he came up with the idea and we were sort of talking i was a bit distant from my friends when i because i lived in brighton at this time and callum lived back at home in kent um and i sort of lost touch a little bit with people and um it was this idea that came to me and it always stuck so when i eventually moved back to kent we sort of started talking about it again um sort of rekindled with all of my mates and who could get involved and started talking to other local filmmakers um but i went traveling for a couple of months on my own and i just bought this little textbook with me and i just wrote it all over the place in bali and thailand whenever i had some sort of <laughs> downtime on a boat or something somewhere just to take my mind off nearly capsizing the boat there was like <laughs> this one stormy night um and the boat nearly went over because there was a tsunami out there when we were oh, traveling yeah. like and i remember just wrapping out of everything the the book in a plastic i was like if i die this would get washed up somewhere <laughs> <laughs> people could read what i was planning on doing um but yeah it, like so it's all it was very that vibe all the way through like spare time spend some time on it spare time shoot it so the whole thing i guess took about five years it sounds stupid but um it was slow burning no stress whenever we could hello i'm martin and i'm the chief operating officer from the creative Co what Stick to the script. Right, okay. Fine. Hello, I'm Martin and I'm Ben's sidekick from the Creative Collective Networking Group. Oh, God. At 1pm every other Wednesday we meet on Zoom with... <gasps> Videographers, photographers, web designers, graphic designers, marketing agencies, publishers, authors, actors, voiceover artists, copywriters, ghost writers, script writers, sound recordists, foley artists, video game designers, app designers, content creators, 3D printers, the people, not the machine, image consultants, jewellery makers, knife makers, medal makers, musicians, producers, presenters, and more. To have fun, build relationships, and work together. To register for an upcoming event, visit thecreativecollectivenetworking.co.uk. See you there. Unless you have your camera turned off, which someone did recently. The Creative Collective. Collaboration, not competition. Was that better? Good. That's amazing. I love, I love the... Um... I love how a project can take five years. And this is, this is not a, a negative thing, but the, the very fact that a project can take five years and it's seven minutes is brilliant because it just, <laughs> it just means that so much work has gone into it. And I know that wasn't five years straight. That would be ridiculous. You know, you're <laughs> dipping in and out and things. But, um, yeah, just because it means it's a labour of love and it means that you're really taking your time and you haven't rushed it. Um, and it means that once it is in in the world it's something you can be proud of isn't it yeah it feels nice for it to be done like i said it's a little bit sad that it has been but a lot of um a lot of that five years was, was you know, experimenting scripts back and forth and playing around and then we were like thought we had to 
build this big old set for it and then money was an issue and um because we didn't want to do any sort of crowdfunding and then one day i went around my nan's house and i was just sat on the toilet as you do and i just started looking around and i went hang on i'll just shoot it here like yeah. it was my my nan's actual bathroom and it's a, it like sort of has a really cool shell like sweet like you know the old sort of 80s style shell and i was like perfect so even though it took five years it all moved along very quickly within a few months because it was like bang location bang actor i met a sound guy i met an effects artist and yeah and it, it suddenly all happened quick quickly and did everybody um work was it a passion project for everybody did you um did everybody work for free or did you manage to pay day rates to people or yeah we did we did pay people but it wasn't much so the whole thing cost about I'd say when it was said and done like a thousand pounds or something like 1200 quid so we paid Jeff the actor we paid the sound man I mean these were like little amounts but it was enough to cover petrol and I bought pizza and you know made sure everyone was having a good time that was the only yeah. thing and um, Tracy the effects artist we put her up in a hotel and she's amazing Tracy Jane I'm not sure if you've sort of heard of her she's doing really well on the horror circuit sort of at mm. the moment she's an effects artist and she uh, i had made this worm puppet out of a kermit the frog toy <laughs> it was like a, a little kermit the frog puppet where you, you stuck your hand up its ass and then like went all the way up into the head <laughs> i was like if i can if i can somehow convert this into a worm puppet we're done and that was another thing that happened as well like i learned how to make teeth out of um I can't remember the name of it, like this plastic that you melt and mold. And um, we looked at it after and we were like, it's good, but it's also really shit. <laughs> I reached out to Tracy and she modified it and made it look worse. And yeah, she did all that for free and um, just uh, for materials costs. So I'm just uh, super grateful for everyone that loved it and came on board. You mentioned uh a couple of minutes ago that it's, it's great that it's out it's great that it's finished but you're also a bit sad because I presume you know when you're doing your corporate stuff you've always got this sort of creative project that's just for you that you can sort of dip in and out there's no pressure of deadlines you can do and now it's done so is it kind of bittersweet in in that way um, so that's the first part of the question and the second is have you got anything else lined up um, and is that, you know, important for you in terms of being a quote unquote creative to sort of have something else to, to aim for? Yeah. So, it, yeah, bittersweet's the perfect word, really. It's like um, it's nice it's out there and it's nice it's within like some awards and stuff. I mean, the whole short film thing's completely new to me and Callum, like we're, we're complete newbies. And I absolutely love that I don't understand anything about how it works. Um, just it's hard to sometimes find things like that when you're sort of. Oh, a bit older I'm not old but like older like to find something like a new avenue like that um that I, I I'm clueless about is really fun so we've actually entered the film into like 60 film festivals um thinking we'd get a couple of selections here and there but we've won every single one or been selected for every single one and it's won an award to like the best cinematography the best editing um finalist best director best short film like best areas that i didn't even think it'd win and like yeah 
for something that's based off a 70s like purposefully almost sort of shit looking film is it's awesome and um that's really exciting that sort of replaced the production of it um but i think when it gets to like festival entry number 30 i'm gonna that's gonna wear off a little bit so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there there is other projects in the works. I bought an, an iPad the other day um, and a, a magic pencil, so I could storyboard. And I've written I've written about five more short films, um, but I'm almost a bit scared to jump into them because I'm like, how long is it going to take this time? <laughs> how quick can I get it done? Um, what do I need? Um, so there's one about a, a killer lollipop lady um there's one about how do you know do you know when the, the light catches your watch and you, you, there's a, a glare like a reflection yeah. flying around the room um there's one about a girl that goes into a cafe um to do some work on a laptop and the glare like kills everyone in there it blinds <laughs> them and they, <laughs> one by one it catches a different person's eye and there's a, a a fork in someone's eye and the chef chops his hand off the, you know <laughs> well don't 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 keep on talking about this because you've given literally everything away so you can't write it now oh have i have i though oh maybe he's, maybe he's clever that chris wade look at that <laughs> see how he's done that <laughs> maybe it's all a dream at the end oh yes, <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah those people didn't exist oh we haven't seen that before yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, amazing! Well, no, massive congratulations on um, on, on that. Um, I've done a, a couple of small short films myself, and um, it it really is it's the hardest slash best thing you can ever do. Um, there was a really famous uh, Ron Howard quote, and he was talking about feature films, but I think it still applies for you know short films, especially if you've written and, and directed it. Saying you know you go into this kind of project. And at one point, absolute minimum, at one point, it will break your heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I just, you know, when you just see a quote and it really, uh, yeah, it resonates. It, re it resonates with you so much. And that was that was one of them. So, yeah, congratulations. And I can't wait to see. It. I'm looking forward to watching it. Just before we go into the final two questions. Um, a slightly a slightly general question, but considering you do all these things, um, and you've got lots of, I was going to say lots of hats in pies, but that's a, that's a combination <laughs> of lots of different sentences that I've completely butchered. But just, bit, yeah, in a simple way, you do lots of things. But where does your, where does your enjoyment come from, 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 from making films? Um, I think I enjoy pleasing the client is a big one. There's quite a few different things. So, yeah, pleasing the client and making the client happy is good um and, and then if it's like a music video or something i'll always like read the comments when it's out you know okay and stuff like that and people are sort of talking about it i like seeing people's reactions to, to stuff like that's cool um for like the after and then there's like corporate clients um just saying that they're happy with it like weddings are always nice like people saying they love their video or um but yeah the, the latest ones are like the council um I've been liking stuff that I've been doing, which is is quite nice. Um, but other than the praise and inflating my ego, and making my head <laughs> massive. <laughs> um, no, the actual. The, oh, yeah, joking. Like the 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 process is just. I, I love the all of it. Really, the enjoyment comes from 
the beginning, the middle, and the end, I guess. Mm. Uh, but my my real enjoyment comes when I'm I'm not working <laughs> at all. I'm just spending time with my family, you know, um, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, just living life in between the projects is probably the best bit. <laughs> funnily enough, yeah. well, it, it's funny you say that because one of my questions earlier on that I didn't get round to, but I'm going to pop in just here actually because you mentioned when you're not working so the question is because you are so busy with lots of things and even if you're not doing corporate stuff you're doing creative stuff do you have or do you feel like you have much of a life outside of a camera yes and I do that on purpose a lot so there's you know I could always be doing more I could have a youtube channel talking about cameras and gear and vlogging and i could i could focus more on that aspect of the business because a lot there's a there's a there's like a videographer culture these days like you you know if you Mm. if you're a videographer you've got to have a youtube channel if you know you've got to be given you know something back to the community and stuff like that and i don't really dabble in any of that stuff um because if i did i'd never escape video (laughs) and i need that um time away from it to to just be me and and not not be looking at life through a lens or on a screen so i'll just put that down and go on my phone (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah. go and play my go and look at another screen go play my xbox (laughs) so do you then and i know being freelance it is you know one one week you may be doing lots and the next year you know, not so much. So is that kind of feast and famine and up and down? But are you, in terms of the way you organise your week, are you very um, deliberate with the shoots that you take on and you have your downtime? Or um, <clears throat> is it, you know, if, if the work's there, I'll take it. Um, just just with regards to what you said, you know, you're very kind of boundaried in, in terms of not living your life through the, through a lens. Yeah, so it's it all just comes from mistakes, really, and yeah. getting not not thinking really, and just living too much. From I used to just, especially when I lived in Brighton, I I wasn't looking after myself. I, I would take on, I would take on whatever appeared in my inbox, whether there was money or not. Um, I would work all the time and just get too, yeah, just not thinking of myself as a person and just sort of like a, a work machine and experimenting and smoking weed and stuff and like getting like really really locked into something um and thinking that that was like sort of like what I needed at the time and um so it all comes from from yeah getting into myself into a mental state that wasn't very nice and I just refused to ever do that again so um yeah it, if I look ahead to a week I you know, I, I make sure there's room for downtime. Like I, I used to work a lot of evenings. I just don't, I don't work in the evening anymore. Like stuff like that. That has to be sort of um, family time and um, doing personal things really. I just, I, I think that's so important. It's something that I've got better at. I'm certainly nowhere near. Um, I haven't ticked the box, but I just think it's so important for for all freelancers because because the hours aren't set it's so easy to get into that mode of oh well i'll just do some in the evenings or i'll I'll do some over the weekend and and everybody the other thing is everybody's different and if that works for that person that's great um but i'm very similar i've I've got to there's a kind of there's a few non-negotiables now 
Um, mm. and, and one of those is, is I don't work Sundays unless it's absolutely, you know, the world is going to end. Um, yeah. And I try not, I try not to uh, work during the evening, which means that, you know, you just, you're, you're nice and structured during the day and you, you, you class it as a work day and, and that's that. Um, and it's, and it's made a big difference um, because if, if you don't do that, you get burnt out and you can't do any work anyway. So. Yeah, definitely. Do you find that um, it's a, it's a treat if you do work in the evening, do you make it a little treat for yourself? Cause I, I sometimes like cracking a couple of beers and then like, I I'll, I'll make that my evening on a rare occasion and it's enjoyable it's funny you should say that just uh, yeah i do exactly the same thing whether you're having a um, a coffee or a couple of snacks and even if you just dedicate one or two hours because it's in the evening and generally you don't get emails or notifications going off it's amazing what you can achieve if it's um if you're just focused on on one thing so uh yeah when the odd time that you do do it it's but i think that's a really good suggestion um, and it's something that although I do I never really sort of thought about but actually making it a bit of a a bit of a treat I love that yeah it's like a little event I'm sort of saying to my partner my Tash I've uh, yeah tonight I made it in a couple of beers because I cook dinner for the family every night as well so it's sort of like um, I have a nice structure sort of like put my bath bed with my daughter Daisy cook the dinner and then the evening's generally just like watching something but I'm like no this tonight get the beers in the fridge <laughs> you won't see me tonight <laughs> I'll about once a month I'd say okay <laughs> brilliant right well Chris we've come to the final two questions which is exciting I mean not exciting that this conversation is coming to an end but exciting that I get to ask the questions so um first question is what what book or resource in your profession um or life actually has had the biggest impact on you um it's quite niche and it's quite i don't know if many people use it but it's the internet <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i've read a lot of the internet <laughs> um no it's true though like uh it's just yeah literally youtube watching a lot if i need to learn about a bit of equipment or you know i i went to uni but it was pretty rubbish so i wouldn't say i'm self-taught but it's i've definitely got more value out of watching someone talk about camera settings for 10 minutes than you know um anything else really i i sort of know what i need to learn and then search for it whether it be an article or um i don't really read many books i got a kindle for my birthday which has been sitting on the shelf since i got it <laughs> i read fiction books but not a lot of sort of um so i've listened to a lot of your podcasts before and there's you know there's so many cool business books out there that i feel like i should pick up and read and you know some great insights and resources but i just uh yeah i, I just don't ever get around to it um yeah. There's, there's one book that I read a few years ago, which I really like, just called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, I don't know if you've heard it. I've, uh, yeah, I bought that for, um, I bought that just before uh, my honeymoon. And I, so I took it on holiday. <laughs> and um, yeah, I read Any it. Any relation? <laughs> and then we got divorced shortly after. No, I'm only joking. Yeah, I, I really like it. It's, it's nothing to do with the business side of things, but um, just a, it's quite a healing book in a way. It's quite funny and eye-opening and uh yeah it's one of those books and you sort of like oh i already sort of th think this way so i must be doing something right anyway but yeah it's yeah of, 
yeah, it's it's I I couldn't tell you what any of the chapters are about now, but I know I read it and it helped and I liked it. Well, it's sometimes a book. Um, it just reaffirms reaffirms mm. things, which actually puts you you sort of think, oh well, I'm going in the right direction. Let's let's, let's crack on. So that's that's great. Um, and yeah, I must um, I must check the internet out. I've never heard of that. So yeah, um, you, thank you. Quite long thing, just something like HTTP, <laughs> couple of slashes, couple of dots, and then it's quite long after that. So right. get a pen and write it in the hand. Perfect. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Um, all right, final, well, just before the final question, where can people find you on uh, social media or your website? Anywhere you want people to uh, to go to find out more? Uh, you can go to the internet. Oh, we've done it. What a love, <laughs> that is a seamless link. Another internet it reference. Is. There we go. <laughs> Another one, yeah. Um, yeah, so you can find me, well, if you want the full experience, you can follow <laughs> you can follow Dog Brain videos on uh, Instagram, and then the Kent Video Company, um, two different accounts. Um, also, dogbrainvideos.com for the weird stuff, and then yeah, thekentvideocompany.com for the not so weird stuff. Um, if you've got a business or uh, something you want promoting that side, if you've got a band or uh, you want to work together on a short film, go get your brains, doggy. Oh, um, lovely stuff. Yeah, lovely stuff. I'm on Brilliant. LinkedIn as well, uh, just as Chris Wade, not Dog Brain. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm rarely on that. Okay, no worries. I'll um, I'll pop those in the, the show notes so people can, uh, so people know where to go. All right, final question, Chris. And thank you so much for taking the time out um, on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, but what, what one piece of advice would you give creative business owners if they were starting in the industry tomorrow? Ooh, um, I'm definitely the wrong person to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess if someone came up to me and asked, um, I, w- I would just... Uh... Oh, mate someone at my door saved by the bell <laughs> sorry can, can i just grab that i'm sorry yeah of I've course got, you can yeah i've got someone coming around to do some decking <laughs> nice sorry. ask them ask them uh it was an amazon package of not the uh we've got some decking being built in our garden today so gotta let them in um yeah if i could give any advice to um young creative business owners i'd just say yeah go with what feels right and make sure you enjoy it there's no point doing anything you don't enjoy mm-hmm um and just make sure you get on well with people you know i think that's like a, another thing um just be yourself and don't turn up stressed to anything <laughs> um and just be nice and have fun i'm glad you said you know get on with people because people skills is, mm. is, is stuff that you, you don't get taught in school and, and union things but actually it's it's the number one thing you know as long as your work is to a certain standard and you're but you're really good to work with that is just the it's the ultimate tick isn't it so um yeah, yeah. show up yeah, show up on time be nice you know simple as yeah. that isn't it have a laugh like that's the main thing I, I i just want to have fun on every shoot i do like have have as long as you're being professional yeah keep laughing make make it funny like that's why i don't do serious dramas i guess yeah <laughs> brilliant all right chris well i'll let you get back to your decking um but thank you so much for the chat it's been great i've really enjoyed it cheers man yeah thanks for having me on and um yeah have a good time on the internet let me know what you find on there you don't want to know that (laughs) i was gonna say as soon as i said that maybe don't tell me 
thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast if you've hated it keep quiet but if you've loved it you can support the show by sharing it with anyone who may love it too have a nice one and i'll see you next time for another episode of squaring the circle Thank you.